Welcome to Millennial Sex True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X, and I'm in the bedroom tonight. It's been a little while since we had our last romp, and um, well, what's been going on? Well, one reason why it's been a while is because I was having issues with my iPhone, and I just had to go buy a new phone. Anyway, now it's working, and so I can use my sound equipment properly. So here we are. I'm in the bedroom, and I missed you all, so I just wanted to say a couple things. Now, what's going on? Okay, so... Millennial Sex is coming out with a really cool game, and this is a game that I've designed to like bring people together and basically create foreplay through the game. Um, so fun and foreplay. So it's coming out soon, and I'll definitely let you know about it. Now, as I was doing research for my game, um, I was learning lots of different things about sex. And some of the interesting things that I came across were fun facts. Like, well, okay, the not-so-fun fact that couples, married couples, report having sex on average 66 times a year. And I just feel like 66 times is, like, definitely not enough um, for marriage. That makes me a little sad. But anyway, I guess that's like a huge conglomerate of ages and everything. And that's like the mean average. So, um, what else? Another interesting tidbit I found was that women over 50 are more likely to have sex out of a relationship. That did not surprise me at all. Okay, it's called Cougar Life. And I'm all about that shit. Go for it, girls. Yes. Okay, Um, another thing that I found interesting as I was studying and preparing this amazingly fun and hilarious game for all of you to party with is um, just some interesting information on the G-spot. The G-spot. Now, the G-spot is kind of like this mythical, strange reality right? Nobody knows if it really exists or um, what it really does and especially where it actually is. And so I was reading along and I thought I knew where it was because I thought that I had had a G-spot orgasm. And then I was reading along and I found out that the term G-spot is actually not a term from anatomy or anything like that. It is it is from a book. A book that was written in 1982. Yeah. 1982. So that is pretty uh, contemporary. And so, okay, well, it was popularized by this 1982 
book, and it is a region found behind the pubic bone that has been credited as the trigger for a vaginal versus clitoral orgasm and even a catalyst for female ejaculation. So what they're talking about here is basically squirting. They're basically saying that the G-spot is like behind the pubic bone and by stimulating it, it can cause a female ejaculation, otherwise known as squirting. Now, you may have seen this in porn before. I've definitely seen it. Um, and it looks like a pretty, like, almost, it's like a very aggressive thing. Like, you know, the jacking of the, of the area being called the G-spot, you know, behind the pubic bone is quite hard. And, and I know people have done it to me, and it feels crazy. Like, I'm not really comfortable with it. And so some people think this is the G-spot, and that this is that squirting is a, a female ejaculation. Okay, so I just cleared this up for myself because as I was reading this, it all made perfect sense. Now, a few years ago, there was a study, there were a couple of studies done, um, like hipstery studies, and one was like, well, what's in men's beards? And they found out, oh, well, it's mainly like shit in men's beards. <laughs> It's mainly feces that, <laughs> feces in men's beards. You know, this was during, like, the the beard, the hipster, like, beard guy with, like, the man bun and the hot beard. Anyway, so they found out there were a lot of feces. So that means, like, a lot of ass was getting eaten. A lot of ass was getting eaten. Okay, better shampoo that beard, guys. So besides that, Besides the, the shit in the beards, um, there was another study that they did about what was, what was squirt. <laughs> what, was squirt, what is it? Is it cum? Is, what is it, right? And so they tested it and they said, well, it's a mixture of different things, including urine. It's mostly urine. A lot of people didn't want to hear this. They did not want to hear that the squirting was urine. They want to hear that it's like cum. Now, what is cum for a woman, though? Okay, it's a lot different from cum, the cum from a man. So anyway, um, so it just hit me when I read this one. It finally all made sense. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you remember my podcast. Um, about um, vigorous sex, but basically I had damaged my urethra having sex with my hard-headed, like, boyfriend. And he damaged my urethra by, like, jamming, like, jamming it up right behind my pubic bone. And ure ure urethra is basically, like, the tube um, that facilitates the flow of urine out of the bladder. So it goes one in goes into one end of the bladder and then it goes comes out one little end 
in your genitals. It's not very long, I don't think. And so the, the exit is there at the genitals, at the pee hole, as we may say. <laughs> and, um, and then the entrance to the bladder is kind of behind your pubic bone. So basically because like the canal to your vagina like shares the wall lining, like if a person has a bad aim or they really try to be like firm and jam up in there, um, they're going to hit the urethra. Now, what happens when you hit the urethra is that you feel like you have to take a pee. And so um, that's why, like, I never really liked it when someone was, like, trying to, like, jack mine to make me squirt or whatever because it just felt kind of uncomfortable. But this is what's happening. Basically, people think that this G-spot is um, behind the pubic bone and it's this magical spot where if you, like, jack it, Uh, the person can, the girl can squirt. And what it really is, is the urethra and basically the connection between the urethra and the bladder and you're jacking that and it can cause um, a huge eruption of the bladder. So basically, yeah, it's your urethra. I'm glad I cleared that up because, um, yeah. I do want to say though that I thought the G-spot was something else and this is why. Now this is This is a good story, actually. So, uh, I don't know if I told this story or what. I don't think I did. All right. So, a few years ago, um, there was this guy that I knew. and, um, And we, like, went out, you know, a little bit. And, and we hooked up and stuff, you know, and then like, and it was winter and then kind of like the winter passed and I don't know, we didn't really talk. Um, but the winter passed and he hit me up when it was like April 20th and he was like, I want to like leave work early like let's do something I'm in a great mood or whatever and it was a beautiful beautiful day so I was like yeah let's hang out so um so we end up hanging out and uh and like I said this wasn't the first time but it was the first time in a minute so basically like we just got like a whole bunch of weed (laughs) And we, like, posted up inside, and we just were, like, smoking, talking. Then, like, you know, I started, like, giving each other oral, and, and it was just going on for a long time. Like, I was blowing him for a long time, and we were just, like, chilling, and, and I was, like, blowing him, and, uh, and he was really like turning me on that's why it was it was going on like this all day um he was really turning me on even just like blowing him because you know he was kind of like twisting my hair in his hands and like holding me really close and he was kind of talking to me in this like really sexy um voice and he was saying stuff to me that was making me like extra horny and um 
So I was getting pretty open, you know. So it was going on and on for a while, and there was just a lot of, like, like, face-fucking and everything, right? And then after, like, a seriously long time, like, a couple of hours at least, um, just being super aroused, and we started having sex, and I think, yeah, like, the first position... I got on this chair, like doggy, and as soon as he entered me and just did like a couple of strokes, um, I felt like this intensely beautiful, crazy ring of electricity, like zip um, around a circle of my vagina and um, I would say that like the ring was only like a couple inches in or I felt the ring zip and uh, you know so and it was like so it was like a zip like a circular ring zip and a flutter and like oh my god I saw stars and like oh such like a crazy wonderful incredible feeling um and I was like, that was like the fastest I've ever come in my life. <laughs> but it was because I was just like so turned on. Like, man, like the stuff he was, I don't know what he was really saying to me. I guess it was, it's like too personal. But he hit my spot, you know? So, um, so basically, yeah, so I thought that was the G-spot because I thought, oh, well, the G-spot's, like, hard to find, but it's, like, in there you can find it with your finger, and this, that's not the urethra. Um, so, to, so what I'm saying here is that, yeah, like, like, jam, jacking the urethra behind the pubic bone can produce, like, a bladder, like, explosion um, that's, like, squirting, but, like, you know, they're like the vagina, the pussy is like the brain. It really only uses 10% of its powers, right? And it has these like mysterious hidden capabilities. So, so I was reading, um, I was reading, you know, more research for my game. And another interesting thing that I stumbled across was that um, it said that female gender has a preference for orgasms through oral sex, that women prefer clitoral orgasms. I thought that this is not fully accurate. I think more women can have clitoral orgasms than other type of orgasms, and they have had clitoral, more of them have had clitoral orgasms than other type of orgasms. But I think it's because I don't think they prefer it. I think that that's what they, they know they can get more easily. A lot of women have never had other types of orgasms. So I just wanted to take a minute to, uh, to talk about that as well. And I know I may have alluded to it in the past, but this time I kind of want to, like, say it to the guys because I actually like to explain to the guys out there, like, how they might get a girl to one of these other types of orgasm. 
so besides clitoral orgasm which is basically just like rubbing on or sucking on the clit which is the little pleasure butt hidden away um, right at the top of the vagina um, over the top of the pubic bone so so people know what this is and they know that by stimulating it they can achieve orgasm now other forms are um, besides the type of orgasm that I just told you about with the ring of like zest and excitement and everything I don't even know how to replicate it but let's talk about actual ones that you could do okay so um, so a lot of women could most women have never had a cervical orgasm but this is actually the biggest orgasm some people say it's not they say a clitoral is, is bigger well the thing about the cervical is that it shakes like the entire walls of the womb um, the clitoral it just controls like the clitoral and that area like the cervical literally shakes the fucking womb the womb the womb okay it shakes it so it's really exciting um now how can this happen why have like so few women had these okay so this is why okay so so basically you know men have like a dick and balls right and or testes and a penis <laughs> and women also have you know two ovaries and um and a cervix okay so the cervix i kind of look at it it's like it's a little baby's arm that's sticking down that has like you know an opening to it where you can put stuff in there okay <laughs> so so a cervical orgasm if achieved will create the entire create like the instability of the cervix which is basically connected to the entire womb and it would cause everything to quake and shake and um explode so this is an incredible feeling it lasts for a while the effects of it la last for a while um and well how do you do this it's not that easy okay now there may be more than one way to do it but i know that this way worked for me and it could work for someone else if they had similar um situations now i have to give it up to my ex-boyfriend my first love um because we were like homies and then we did have like really good sex when we when we fell in love um and we had sex a lot and he wasn't you know he wasn't a perfect person but he was pretty good at um giving me a cervical orgasm now how did he do this okay how did we do this first of all <sighs> so as i said the cervix is like inside the vagina right like it's straight ahead now how deep it is depends on what time of the month it is okay so if your penis is like really long you could probably just hit it anytime but if it's not as long you um you can hit it a lot easier if she's like ovulating because at that time the cervix pushes up to the vaginal or 
opening and it could be literally like an inch and a half away um whereas normally it could be like six inches deep so um so basically if you time it right if you don't even have a long one you can still hit her cervix and make it feel really good okay all right so um another thing is so so basically my ex um you know his was a good shape for me and uh we didn't have to time it or anything like that <clears throat> but um but basically so i would the only way i could get it is if i lay on my back and I opened my legs and he kind of like climbed in like missionary style. Um, but he would have to like, I would have to open my legs really far and like really relax and, and just like lay back. And he would have to prop himself up on his palms um, with his arms fully extended and basically just like pump his hips. Now, this is actually a lot of exercise for a person who has a gut. They're not going to be able to really do this. Um, because if you were to put your gut on top of um, her, uh, it's going to be suffocating. And I don't think it's going to have the same bounce that you need to have. So you, so you have to take your weight off. And that means, you know, you have to hold your own weight up. And so it's not exactly a plank but it's kind of like a half plank um and there's some maneuvering like that okay so so it's a good little workout um but basically this is what's necessary to get the coveted cervical orgasm so so once her legs are wide open or my legs are wide open and he's like kind of like pushed up on his on his his arms um and he's like you know, tapping my cervix with his penis. Now, when I say tapping, um, I literally mean like softly tapping. So, so the cervix is obviously very sensitive, you know, um, and, and it's like my entire body. So if it were to be too rough or too hard, you know, it, deep inside my body, my body would like clench up and it would be difficult to arrive at the kind of arousal and stimulation that I want to. So, so he basically would tap my cervix. So he would just hit it lightly. And this means that you, he couldn't put his weight on me. So it's more of, if you imagine yourself in, um, a plank position and you just kind of like lower your knees down a little bit, but then like just lift in like like pop your hips forward like like one two back forth back forth back forth like that clean like like pop pull back pop pull back and when you pop pull back in rhythm they're get they're like you get a little bounce going you don't have to do it that fast um and again this is just like a tap right now like a tap tap but it's a steady tap um, like a water faucet, just tapping and tapping lightly, tapping, tapping, staying steady with the pressure. Um, not like tap, 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 tap. Um, because basically this is like the big prize and no one's body's going to give up the big prize without some wind up and some work being put in. So, so basically he'd tap, you know, 
And the longer he'd be tapping in the rhythm, nice, steady, even rhythm. Um, and I'd be relaxing, um, you know, the, the harder he could do it. So it would just be very slowly increasing the pressure as my body relaxed and opened up and allowed for it. And you could feel it and, you know, he'd just be tapping. Um, and then, like, there would come a point where my whole body would become relaxed and I'd be, like, ready to come. And I'd just be, like, telling him to, like, do it hard and the sweat would be coming down his face. But I would come like so big and hard and my whole body would shake like all the stress and like everything I had been feeling like I'd be seeing like stars and stripes and Chinese banners and all kinds of stuff um that um that is a wonderful feeling I I think it's a wonderful feeling so um and, you know, your whole interior is shaking. And that is um, a real cervical orgasm. Okay, so or you may call it also a vaginal orgasm. I call it a cervical because it's about tapping the cervix. Um, so a lot of people have never had that. And how do you do it? Well, as I said, you basically just have to prop yourself up, hold your own weight up, have some rhythm about the way you tap, be able to do it slowly and steadily and never jump the gun right if you're unsure if she wants it harder then you have to ask her and don't change the pace either for the for the cervical one it's, you have to get the person to relax especially if they're not used to having a cervical orgasm but once her cervix is fully relaxed she can come so hard that you'll feel like a king um so <clears throat> So basically, I had that, like, all the time in that relationship. But, I mean, it's true, like, the mind is, like, more powerful than anything. And when we'd be, like, not getting along, no amount of tapping would give me an orgasm. So, um, so that is true. And then, like, how to do that, that G-spot orgasm that I was talking about? Well, I really don't know. I just think that there's probably maybe like two inches into the vagina, I think there's probably like some kind of like thread of extra electricity and sensitivity that you can probably find by playing around with very smooth and talented fingers in there. Now, everybody should know that you have to file your nails and make sure they're nice and smooth before you even consider putting anything inside somebody's vagina. Um, okay, so anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I feel like soon I'm going to have a new story. I don't right now because, as I said, my phone wasn't working, and that's how I record my uh, podcast. So now it is, and I'm going to start um, recording some new podcasts with some new people. So I hope to have something cool for you all soon. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a great two and a half years uh, doing Millennial Sex True Stories podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be on Spotify and um, hopefully Pandora soon and a lot of other great apps that are promoting podcasts. And I thank you all for listening and for being a part of Millennial Sex. Um, Whether you started listening today or two and a half years ago, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. 
Thanks for listening, and I look forward to our next romp in the bedroom. Good night.